Your Money Talk. We are going to get the view from the Merlion State, Singapore. Uh, we welcome to the show Jeff Howie, market strategist at the Singapore Stock Exchange, SGX. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, so, uh, okay, time for Hong Kong to take some shots at our equatorial rival. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll be gentle today. Hey, so, um, what's the, okay, so first of all, let's get the overview. Where is the Singaporean economy headed? Are you, are you watching what's happening in the United States? Uh, or, you know, are domestic issues more at play? What, what, what is on your, on your radar? Yeah, I guess a mixture of both. Uh, I guess the consumer-related services segments of the economy, which include tourism, they are expected to remain firm. But uh, I guess, yeah, even the, the most resilient segments that have taken our economy into this year is uh, is real t- retail trade, F&B services, and uh, real estate construction. But altogether, Andrew, they, yeah. they comprise less than 10% of our GDP, mm-hmm. as much as 60%. It comes from manufacturing, wholesale trade, finance, insurance, information and communications and so forth. And just as those key segments were really positively impacted by that big global rebound we saw back in 2021, mm. they would also be expected to be impacted by this global growth moderation where we're probably priced into the market this year. So the, 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 the thing is that we're watching uh, really closely is if that weakness in the trade-related clusters or modern services and so forth do potentially spill into the domestic centres, uh, sectors, I should say. You've got, um, you know, this could impact private consumption and, and, and investment activity. So so that's that's what we've got to watch pretty closely. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, the view from Hong Kong, you're, you're telling us that, yeah, tourism, you say is firm. I mean, the, the yep. perspective from Hong Kong is it must be, you guys are killing it because, I mean, hotel rates are up. Everything, everybody seems to be going down there. Um, but mm. you're saying that that's not really such a big part of the economy. Well, uh, the yeah, part, yeah. yeah. The parts you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly so, right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I mean, that's exactly right. And that's why, uh, you know, given our monetary policy here, uh, is uh, is really uh, to do with the exchange rate, where our nominal effective exchange rate. So, uh, our our trade centred uh, economy has this exposure to global inflation, and mm-hmm. and for that reason, uh, you've had the MAS basically increase the slope to our exchange rate band three times, and also make three upward centres uh, three times in this in this. Uh, I guess this tightening process, which began in October 2021. So, when you have this, um, and also the uh, developments in inflation globally, particularly in the US, we've seen expectations increase that we will have further tightening in uh, in April when, when it comes to uh, to the actual to the actual you know the currency band. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 a very cautious outlook. Hmm. Okay, so I mean, you look at the places like uh, Canada, the U.S., European Central Bank. They look at their domestic economy and decide what they're going to do with interest rates. Hong Kong, of course, open economy but pegged to the U.S. dollar, so you know, little to no control there. Um, but the MAS, I mean, uh, I guess it sounds like they're looking at maybe a little bit domestic, but mostly the international situation to decide yeah. where they're taking interest rates. Yeah, totally, and that's why the markets are, are, are moving around so much. Like, if you take the U.S. economy, for instance, you've got. of that GDP is driven by private consumption. So that translates to 17% of global GDP, and hence that uh, strength of the U.S. economy and the impact that is having on the the outlook for interest rates in the U.S., uh, particularly, you know, even over the last two sessions, 
it does have an impact here. Uh, if you look at our three most traded stocks here in Singapore, mm-hmm. they, uh, they, they generate more than two-thirds of their income from net interest income, which is you know, basically pivoted to net interest margins. So, and what are those, the stocks? Uh, that's DBS, OCBC, and UOB, oh, right, the, okay. the three banks, yeah. Okay, and, and so, I mean, the U.S., and where they move interest rates is a big part of the story for their global impact. Um, how does what's happening in China now impact on Singapore? It also impacts a, a, a lot because it means we all share these. I mean, the, the challenges of the last couple of years mean we all share these familiar themes of you know, uh, glowing, you know, the slowing demand, the higher operational costs and the supply chain challenges and so forth. So because we are so trade centered, particularly in our manufacturing segment, uh, this uh, outlook for China and the China recovery is obviously seen as a positive. If you, if you look at it, not just from a Singapore perspective, but look across the region, Singapore, Taiwan and South Korea, monthly exports have all been in contraction since October 2022. Mm. And the uh, outlook for the manufacturing sector is so fluid as well with these global headwinds. Um, And you've got our manufacturing sector still expected to contract this year. So we we, we slowed down considerably to 2.5% growth last year. Uh, from 13% growth in 2021. And much of the uh, decline that we've also seen in our exports has, of course, come from declines of uh, exports to China, which I think were down 40% in the last month and down 30% for the three months prior and down 20% uh, month uh, year on year all the way going back into July. Hmm. Okay, so that's that's a big impact. Um, I mean, yep. your exports to China are one thing. Uh, I know one thing that Singapore imports uh, a lot from China is uh, expat workers at kind of all levels of the economy. Uh, there's an interesting report. The Singaporean government actually quite introspective looking at, you know, what mistakes were made during the COVID uh, mm. pandemic, which, which I thought was quite interesting because, I mean, I don't think we see a lot of similar reports up here, yeah. where, the, where, the, where the government is taking a critical look at its own activities and producing a, a fairly honest assessment of it. Uh, I mean, a lot of the things that they addressed in that report kind of feel like old news, unless there's another pandemic, which, you know, hopefully not. But but a, a, one of the big conclusions was about how they treated expats. And that's, of course, of huge interest to people in Hong Kong, because so many of us uh, left and went to Singapore. What what is yeah. the, What is the government's take on that? And how is that going to influence how they treat expats in the future? I mean, obviously, I think think we get treated very well. I moved here from Hong Kong uh, 14 years ago, and uh, and I I, I have read that a lot of uh, expats had moved uh, from Singapore to Hong Kong, but I I had two working stints in Hong Kong, and I also had my high school years in Hong Kong, and uh, I was surprised, actually, not many of my mates did actually come down. A couple have come down for a quick visit, but, uh, yeah, I'm just surprised that it wasn't as prolific as as it sounds. But I think uh, think all all governments would be going back and and looking over the last three years and seeing what responses uh, could have been tightened up or, or, or possibly uh, adjusted for, for an upcoming pandemic. But you've got to remember, we were very lucky in the world as well, because you think that uh, that, pa- that pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, the, 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 the strains and the, and the variants, they became more transmissible but they also became less severe. Now, had they had the severity actually uh, oscillated around, we would have been in a lot more trouble. So, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, good idea to be introspective, but at the same time, um, you know, I think it's easy to be introspective 
when you look at the uh, variants, and as I said, they didn't actually get more severe. Had they been more severe, then of course everything, uh, you know, we probably wouldn't have been doing enough to contain. So, uh, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess uh, the, the yeah. report, the report specifically, you know, said that they could have, they, they had, they didn't let expats come back into Singapore for a while, and it said they could have let them back in sooner as, as restrictions imposed on their return incurred reputational costs and lost goodwill. But I, I guess that was overwhelmed by a new flood of people that wanted to go there anyway. <laughs> as other parts yeah. of Asia were less attractive to live in. Yeah, there's a chap across the road lives diagonal to me, and he, he got caught uh, in China, wasn't able to come back for quite a, quite a few months. Uh, but he has made up for it <laughs> since with, uh, yeah, with, the, with the parting in his front yard. Gotcha. <laughs> so I've, I've got the man from the uh, Singapore Stock Exchange on. You've got to give me some outlook on the Singapore Stock Exchange. What, what are the strong sectors to look for uh, for, the, for the middle to near, you know, kind of for the near to midterm? Um, maybe REITs. I mean, you know, Singapore, the SGX, the king of REITs in Asia. What, what are going to be the hot spots? You've got about a minute. Yeah, okay, so in a minute, we've got a lot of sector switching so far this year, and we've seen this globally. So globally, you've got consumer cyclicals and the technical technology sectors are really uh, attracting much of the net fund uh, flows across the world. What sector uh, moves and, and what sector flows and so forth we can see in the future really don't just depend on the uh, economic events and the outlook, uh, which is, of course, highly fluid, but also what big funds and investors are doing already in their portfolio. For instance, if they are already underweight a sector, such as the REITs that we've seen uh, last year, then they, uh, they may be, uh, le- they may be uh, easier to adjust if you have positive developments. But very much uh, really depends and hinges on the outlook for interest rates really, really across the curve. And it's the, the impact that the interest rates have on the actual sector uh, has this delta that comes with it. If you think of it in a way that technology has a, a better outlook for this year, because the the uh, supply chain costs have all been uh, reduced supposedly globally uh, and the energy inflation has come back and at the same time you've got uh, a, uh, a recovery particularly in Asia global demand or Asia demand then you've got uh, you've got a much broader outlook for tech particularly if the world and most of the investors were underweight that sector going into this year. All right, Jeff, you're a Hong, uh, Kong, you're a Hong Kong boy. I like you. So I'm going to give you another 20 seconds to tell us what makes the SGX the place to list. What makes the SGX a place 20 to seconds. list is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia really matters. Uh, we, we've got this incredible trade block and uh, integration accelerating, particularly with the amount of money waiting at the door to invest in, in Southeast Asia. The, uh, the segments of the economy are, of course, uh, electronic vehicles, it's digitalization and it's electronics. They are three key segments that are attracting much of the uh, flows into this region. We have incredible uh, consumer bandwidth in, in terms of the segment. So if you are a, obviously if you are a uh, global, global, global company looking to access Southeast Asia growth, as well as this incredible digitalization trend we're seeing across the curve, then, then uh, we can provide the springboard. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. That's uh, Jeff Howie, market strategist at SGX.